Hi, I'm E.K. Johnston, author of Star Wars Ahsoka, Queen's Shadow, and Queen's Peril, and you're listening to the Living Force Podcast. Welcome to the Living Force Podcast. May the Force be with you. A Utini Podcast Network production. Impossible to see the future is. Episode 200, Star Wars Questions and Answers. We live in a real world. Come back to it. On this episode, the Utini Podcast Network launches a new show. This is where the fun begins. A new Star Wars book is announced. To bring forth the merchandise. And the Utini crew provides answers to your Star Wars-related questions. We will not exceed our mandate, my young Padawan learner. And now, here are your hosts. Eric Eilerson, Dr. Charles Hankel, Wes Jenkins, and special guest host, Emma Park. Utini! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 200th episode of The Living Force. My gosh, I'm your host, Eric Eilerson, and joining me tonight is a lovely bad batch of people to celebrate 200 episodes talking about our favorite fictional universe, starting off with the man, the myth, the guy who I saw in person this week. It happened. It's Dr. Charles Hankel. Hey, man. That's true. Perks of moving closer to me. You see me in real life occasionally. Right. Uh, yeah. Eric came over. We watched a Miami game. Uh, Miami lost that game. So Eric is never invited to another Miami game. But, nope. uh, but yeah, no, it feels good. It feels good to be here at episode 200. I'm kind of waiting for Corey to run in all sweaty and out of breath and say, <laughs> we misnumbered the episodes. This is 199. But um, we'll see. <laughs> Well, it could have been. And you know what? It's not really an episode 200 because did the show actually begin before we were blessed with the calming, soothing, godlike presence of Wes Jenkins? I say not. Hey, man. Oh, it would be like episode 167 or something like that. So that's not that's not very memorable. Episode 167. Congratulations, TLF. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. But in honor of Corey not being here, I wore him on my chest. Yes! The pool hat shirt lives! Oh, I can't wait. I'm probably giving this to Goodwill in the next week or so. so. (laughs) Oh, my God. You're going to have people buying plane tickets to find your Houston Goodwill at that point. Uh, But you know who else might want to go to Houston just to get a little bit warmer? Uh, Actually, I don't know this week. Uh, But it is the returning fantastic guest who did not freeze to death this week. It's Emma Park. Hey, everybody. I, too, have been here for 200 episodes. Wow, what a ride. Uh, <laughs> Every call, you're just muted in the back. Always, always. I've always been here. You just haven't known it. Uh, but no, seriously, uh, congrats, guys, on 200. Um, I'm so happy to be here. Very proud to be here. I love you guys so much, and I'll probably get a little sappy later. But uh, yeah, very glad to be here. Glad I'm not a frozen icicle, like uh, Eric said. <laughs> Absolutely. We're all going to get warm with the sappy love of the living force. And if you would like to do so on a regular basis, make sure you're subscribed to this channel or your podcast provider, wherever they are. Make sure to like the videos, leave your comments, leave your reviews. If you've made it through 200 of these episodes and you haven't reviewed us yet, you might not like us. So maybe don't. But if you're new, uh, make sure to tell people where they can find the show. And thank you truly to every single one of you who listens every week. If you've ever listened once, if this is your first time. We have done this 200 times in a row uh, for you. We hope you love it. Uh, I do want to tell you already, episode 201, because we're always looking at the future, is going to be the Battle of Jeddah roundtable episode. And what better way to celebrate that 
Then, oh. with a look at the script book, our friends at Delray were are, sorry. You'll understand why that was a mistake. Slap your mouth. Our friends at, <laughs> at, hold on, here we go on the camera. Penguin Random House Worlds were nice enough to send us. Look at that. The first time that logo has been printed on a Star Wars novel. Uh, they I, did do like brand that I do Delray. like the logo, too. It looks good. It's very clean. Um, I do got to say, for this for this book, it's got the nice little High Republic logo there on the back. Uh, this thick boy script does come out on Valentine's Day on February 14th. So how nice that we're going to be talking about the audio drama the day before. Of course, if you're familiar with these projects, the audio drama and the script book are the same product. They're the same words. It's just audio or written. So uh, if you are a person that prefers written words over audio or can't access audio for whatever reason, this is coming out next week. And thank you to the friends at... Mm. Penguin Random House World. <laughs> We're setting this over. Uh, very excited. It just feels like it's regal, you know? It feels different. It does, um, yeah. It feels like something so like they would announce at a movie theater or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In a Penguin Random House World. <laughs> where, um, yeah. So that's, that's what we're doing after this. We're, we're going to be uh, movie announcer people. Uh, but one other thing we do have to announce that's not a movie is a thank you and a little surprise. Uh, so, y'all, I was at work today. Working along, living my life, and I got this amazing email um, from someone that I don't know, and it just popped up into the inbox, and I opened it, and it was this lovely, lovely message from someone named Eunice, who actually watches TLF every week with their friends, whose birthday it is, Chris, and I want to say happy birthday directly to Chris, who apparently, y'all, showed you to Star Wars and Utini and the Living Force, and they watched the show together, and it really made my day. Uh, I shared also the message with you guys in Slack, and you got to read it and get all emotional today. Yeah, yeah, that was incredible. Um, and it, I think they even said right that they had like a Utini's event, like a little watch yeah. party oh my event. God, that's yeah. awesome. uh, so that's that's awesome. So happy birthday, Chris! Happy. Uh, well, I shouldn't say happy birthday, Eunice. Happy early Eventually. or belated birthday, Eunice, to you too. <laughs> Thanks for watching, and may the force be with you both. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. Again, it's folks like you that make us love doing what we do. And Chris, I believe Eunice also had a little birthday surprise for you in our email, at least, uh, that uh, you guys are supporting us on Patreon as a birthday gift. So thank no you. No way. So much. Yeah. What a great oh, gift. That's to go cool. on Patreon.com. And join up with us. Um, but for real, we love you guys, and we love that you love us and love hanging out and talking about Star Wars all the time. And we hope that the first 200 have been okay. We promise the next 200 are going to be better. So uh hope that this is a birthday uh, you'll remember for a while. And if you're on Patreon, you should be able to have access to something that dropped last week. Emma, let's remind the folks what dropped last week officially, and I want to ask how you're feeling about it now that it's out in the world. Yeah, so last week, um, our first episode of MCU Teeny dropped. Uh, that's the podcast I'm doing with my twin sister, Abby. And um, yeah, we ta- uh, the first episode, we talked about um, Captain America, the first Avenger. Yes, we did. Okay, I was like, oh, shoot, I got that wrong. No, that was the one. And um, yeah, I'm just so excited that it's out. Um, I had such a great response from... Uh, not only the Utini team, but also some uh, some patrons that have access to it. And it's really exciting. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, um, go to the exclusive bonus shows channel and you can check out the artwork that uh, our good friend Jose did. It is like truly perfect, I think, for, for the show uh, and our other friend uh, and editor of The Living Force. 
uh, Matt Davenport made a really awesome intro. So um, thank you to everybody for uh, for your help in launching the show. We're really excited to have it out and uh, can't wait to you know, keep going through the timeline. It's going to be so exciting. The episode is so good. And, of course, you guys have so many ways to go. Uh, I don't want to spoil, of course, the future episodes. But you know what? In honor of MCU Teeny, we didn't do this last week. And it's not one of our questions this week. But I want to ask. Let's just do round robin, y'all. Uh, what's your favorite Marvel movie? Oh. What's your favorite Marvel movie? <laughs> um, Charles, I'm going to start with you. Top of your head. Favorite Marvel movie? Um, Captain, Actually, Captain America... The original one is up there, but I think I'm going to have to say Thor Ragnarok. Good choice. Great pick. Great pick. Uh, Emma, our reigning expert here. Also, for those watching the video, this is the cover art for MCU Teeny up here. So good. Oh, my gosh. So good. So epic. Uh, Emma, what do you got? So this is like pick. This is like when somebody asks me my favorite Star Wars book. I get nervous because <laughs> I have so many that I like. But my gut instinct is to say... Um, Civil War. I just really love that movie. It's a great ensemble movie. We're introduced to totally. so many new characters. I think the one that really like piqued my interest in Marvel, though, had to be Captain Marvel. I feel like, totally. um, yeah, she's a great character. Sure. I know that's like not you know a little controversial opinion, but I love that movie so much. It was the first Marvel movie I saw in theaters. Actually, I binged them all. Wow. One like one week when I was sick or something. Uh, I binged mm-hmm. all the Marvel ones and. Um, then I was like, oh, I can go see him in theaters now. And it was like a ton of fun, and now I'm hooked. So, <laughs> yeah, hard, hard, oh. hard question, but, yeah, I love them all. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Wes, where are you sitting? Where okay. You um, this is a hard question because I haven't seen very many of them because I lost Ooh. track. <laughs> I lost track after, like, Iron Man 3. And so, I, and then, <laughs> so long ago. And then like, a lot came out, and I was like, whoa, I am way behind. So this, this show is right up my alley, actually. Um, <laughs> but I would say that my favorite one that I have seen that I do remember that leaves like a lasting impression on me is Guardians of the Galaxy. I liked oh, Chris Pratt's Star-Lord. I love his name, first of all, but I also like the satire behind his character. And that, that whole movie was really good. So I'm going to say, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy is really good. It's a good pick. Very solid. Uh, I'm going to be pretty cliche. To end here, um, I mean, Endgame for me is still just – I, it, it, I, I walked out being like, they did it. Can't believe it. They yeah. nailed it. They nailed the landing. And it got everything I wanted in there. Um Winter Soldier is also very high for me. Uh, and Black Same. Panther. Those are probably my like, trifecta. But, uh, yeah, tons of amazing movies, of course. And, yeah, follow along with MCU TD over on Patreon. And thank you to all those who do, especially, one more time, the birthday person themselves, Chris. Happy birthday. Enjoy MCU Teeny. Enjoy the rest of you, Teeny. And hopefully uh, we answer some good questions here. So we'll see how that goes on. All right. Um, before we move on, though. We do have a very super quick and, frankly, pretty surprising Star Wars Weekly Roundup. It's the Star Wars Weekly Roundup. Also, I don't know if we've ever said that. That voice in the Star Wars Weekly Roundup is Matt, our editor. Um, speaking of Matt, I really... Oh, awesome. Give Matt, uh, as many shout-outs? Yeah, I think... Oh, is it really? I thought that, <laughs> yeah. I thought that was Wes. I always thought it, it was... Wes? I thought it was Corey Wait, for some reason. I don't Wes? know. I thought it was Wes. That's me, Who dude. That's you? <laughs> I thought that was Matt. I thought I may have not given Matt the audio to that, and then he, has to, he has to replay his voice. Yeah, that's my voice, like... 
in like a robot tone like with Matt a lower voice. That's why. Oh, thank you. Like thank you. That's a compliment. Yeah, he has a all great right, Matt, voice. Let's take all that out. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take all that out. We edited a ton of this show. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, our 200th episode, we woke up this morning and we were like, you know what? We should just go straight into questions. Nothing happened. And then, surprise, Star Wars book announcement. Uh, brand new book that no one knew about got announced quite literally this morning. And it is called Crimson Climb. This is a new book from E.K. Johnston, writer of Ahsoka and the Queen's Trilogy. Uh, all about the amazing, phenomenal, and drastically underused, outside of comics, Kira from Solo. This looks like it's going to be taking Kira's journey from basically leaving Han in the beginning of Solo until their meeting. Uh, because it does look like on this, on this amazing, amazing cover here, she does have the dice still. So we know this is before she gets reunited with Han. Um, so solo two is still on the table, right? We're still going. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just want to get y'all's initial thoughts on this. I think that you know, uh, Emma, you were actually on for the Queen's Hope Roundtable. That's most recently, right. Where we talked about E.K. Johnson's most recent book. Uh, we were a little divided on that book. It wasn't our favorite necessarily. Um, she's been kind of up and down with some folks, but Kira, I feel like, has been a star in the books and comics world. We've always wanted more. So, how are we feeling about this, y'all? Ah. Uh. Man, I'm so excited. First of all, while we have the cover up, can I just say that it's giving scoundrels? Like, yes. it really is. Literally, yeah, it does. the cover of scoundrels. It's the same pose. Yeah, literally. Leaning up against the wall. <laughs> I yeah. love it. I love it. I don't know if that was like on purpose or anything, but if it was, like, brilliant choice. Well done. Yes, very well done. I am very excited for this book. I think it's a very infamous story at this point. My reaction to, you know, that final page of the first issue of War of the Bounty Hunters. Um, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've told that story like many times, you know, just scaring everyone in my house with how loud I was screaming. Uh, it's just, it was just an amazing experience. So um, getting her in all the comics um, as of recently, like um, the, all of War of the Bounty Hunters, Crimson Rain, Hidden Empire. Um, has really been awesome because she is just like such a good character, but there's definitely a gap in her story that we're missing because her characterization in Solo is very different from how she's characterized in the comics, but not not so much that doesn't make any sense. You know, it just feels like we're missing part of the puzzle, and and I think that this yeah. book is going to give that to us. And I know that uh, you know E.K. Johnston's writing isn't necessarily always a favorite of of people, but um, you know, I think I said this in Slack earlier today, like, uh, Kira is such a different character from Padme and the Handmaidens, and she lends herself to yep. a lot more action, whereas Padme and the Handmaidens uh, were typically more, like, uh, you know, involved in politics and sort of debates and discussions. So I really think that, you know, if you didn't like her writing in the past, um, to give this one a shot, because I, I'm feeling very hopeful and... I mean, it's easy for me to say I, I did enjoy the Queen's trilogy as well. But, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that um, I, I was reaching over to my bookshelf here for a second because I wanted to grab another book. Uh, if you're excited about this and you haven't read this yet, uh, I wanted to bring up uh, Ray Carson's yes. Most Wanted. Uh, we have not talked about this book recently because we haven't really needed to. Uh, but this is a YA novel uh, Ray Carson wrote about Han and Kira before Solo. And I think it's uh, probably the best Kira uh, characterization we've gotten so far. So if you're getting ready for this book, which comes out in October, 
uh, I would highly recommend this one. Uh, but before I go into more details about kind of what I'm thinking about the book, um, Charles West, I know you guys are less comics focused. You haven't read as much of the Crimson Rain, the Hidden Empire stuff, so you haven't necessarily gotten as much of like the crazy Kira ness, um, which frankly gets a little away from Kira at a certain point. I'll admit, I'm I'm trying to hold on I can, to the plots, but it gets tough sometimes. I can agree with you there, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, Charles West, what are you guys thinking about this? Do we need more more Kira content? Have we been missing this? Uh, what do you think is going to happen here? Oh, so you know what's going to happen, or you have an idea of what's in, it, is happening between the time of Solo and the time that just that that instant or that not instance, I guess, with those mm-hmm. years that uh, that Han had, was away from Kira. Well, this one no. Okay. The comics are after Solo. Okay. So this is like when she's with Maul, like post Maul, post everything. So well, hopefully, yeah. I'm, so Interestingly enough, JG just put in the chat that EK confirmed that it's during Solo. Okay. Oh. So between the Corellia break of where he's yeah. like, Kira! I'll come back! <laughs> yeah. I'll come back! Which is great, though, because I want to know, like, how did she get involved yeah. with them? Although, I do have to fix our article on the site, because when, <laughs> when, I, uh, po- when I, I posted a brief uh, article, like, announcing mm-hmm. this book, I was like, it might connect uh, Solo and War of the Bounty Hunters. So I got to fix that. I was very wrong. <laughs> we have no patience for incorrect information on our site emma um, fake news so we have integrity like <laughs> for just like a short statement we need this story we need this gap yeah. to let us know how she got from being taken away by the imperials or by the officers and then being like being uh, held up in a high regard into like a crime lord's uh, community so how did that happen that hopefully yeah. they we get into that and they give us the details so we, you know, we can fill that void and then give us the stuff yeah. afterwards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it's, it's like Ezra where she's just walking around and then Maul's in a cloak like, hello there. Would you like to join a crime syndicate? Yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. She's Charles, like, yeah, why That not? was actually a pretty good impression. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I'm excited for this. Mostly because Kira, I think, is that character, one of the more recent characters where I'm like, I want to know more, I want to know more, I want to know more. And you're right, I'm not a comics guy, but I actually have been reading those comics. I'm not 100% caught up, but I do know a lot of the stuff that happens down the line. Um, And so I'm I'm definitely going to appreciate this one. But that is really interesting that it's during the time of Solo. Mm -hmm. Um, I was was not expecting that, but uh, there certainly is plenty more story to tell there, what people were doing behind the scenes and whatnot. So, sure, why not? Bring it on. Exactly. And and I think if if we've learned anything doing this show for 200 episodes is that we have no idea how publishing works. And we we don't know why they put things out (laughs) when they do. You know, I can be like, oh, Kira's in the comics. Oh, Kira's going to be in books. Clearly, they're going to make a Disney Plus show. No. No. <laughs> There's like, probably no rhyme or reason. Yeah, no, let's be real. I mean, let's be honest. With the amount of uh, shows they've probably canceled already, there's room on the slate if they wanted to add a Kira show. Good point. True. Uh, <laughs> Rangers of the New Republic, anyone? Anyway. Uh, yeah. Rangers of Crimson Dawn. Oh, let's do it. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, that book comes out uh, in October. Uh, I believe Mike Seglane on Twitter did confirm that. Yes. Uh, so... Well, again, we'll keep you guys posted, and any any and all any and all new Star Wars books are great. But of course, there's going to be books coming out before that, including, as I already said, the Battle of Jedi script book is coming out next week on the 14th, and Star Wars Jedi Battle Scars by Sam Mags is coming out on March 7th. 
And you know what? You got another six weeks to read that now because Jedi Survivor got delayed. So uh. if you want to hang out with the Mantis crew, you can do that in a little more of a relaxed environment before Jedi Survivor comes out, <laughs> which is me trying to put a positive spin on a game that I really wanted to come out being delayed for like a month and a half. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, 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 although, Emma, that hit you harder. It hit me very hard because the original date, release date, was right on my spring break. <laughs> oh, now yeah. I, oh. Now I have nothing to do. <laughs> you can play an Gosh. old game. <laughs> I could yeah. do. Could do. Yeah. You can get lost on Zepho again. Oh, I, that'll take up all your time. That'll I be can't your imagine anything more fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still on Zephyr. I tried. I tried so hard. So I'm going to do another playthrough before Survivor comes out. I, I literally, I got to Zepho and I opened the map. I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> I, 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 like, oh, Jeez. <laughs> 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 Although they did confirm that the new game is going to have fast travel in it. Yes. So. Oh, that's Thank nice. God. Can I just go to the mantis? I just need to get to the mantis. I remember I, <laughs> I worked so hard to 100% that game, and it was almost entirely Zepho's fault. Like, <laughs> Yes! It's literally like, where did I park the video game? Where you're like, I don't know why I'm in this way. <laughs> <laughs> you get, like, get lost in the mall parking lot. Which level am I on? <laughs> why is there no like Apple AirTag in, in video games? This is dumb. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> So we're excited for that, but of course you can read a book. You'll get a whole Utini roundtable before that game comes out at this point. Mm. So uh, very excited for that. Now, before we get into our official 200th episode celebration, go through some of your questions, just have a good time. Uh, we do want to address the Bad Batch Season 2. Keeps on trucking every single Wednesday. And this week we got Episode 6 that was called Tribe. Y'all, we're going to do something a little different this week so we can get to our questions a little quicker. One sentence review. Of the latest episode. Emma, guest of honor, I'm going to start with you. One sentence about Tribe. Okay, one sentence can be a run-on sentence. Like a brief run-on sentence. Oh, yeah, semicolons. Yeah, (laughs) just the whole thing. Okay. I thought this episode was the second best yet behind the um, Crosshair episode. I liked having Buriaga back. uh, Buriaga. You said it. I heard you. Oh, we all heard I you was, say it. My heart jumped. <laughs> oh, my God. My heart wow. jumped. Wow. Okay, I think the reason I said that is because, so my, I, you know, I've, I've said before, my dad, he listens to all the higher public books, and poor thing, he got really excited um, <laughs> at the Bad Batch episode this week, and I said, oh, uh. dad, oh, no, oh, no, that's no, that's no. Gunji. I, I, I knew it was Gunji, but, you know. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, it was good. The sentence is back massive. to the sentence. Back to the sentence. <laughs> I had yeah, that was all the hyphenated. Run-on sentence. Jeez Louise! I got so thrown off by that error. Oh my god. Uh, no, it was good. I like going back to Kashyyyk. Uh, the Empire sucks, um, and the Trandoshans are scary. There. Mm. All very good points. Uh, Wes, what did you think about this one? Uh, I actually wrote down my my sentence, so um, I had to look back at um, the old Clone Wars episodes just to make sure. And when I first saw Gunji, I was like, he looks incredibly familiar. And they made his image look like very similar, but in a grown-up way, obviously, because it's the same freaking person. But um, they, they did a really good job with that, where everybody noticed, like, that is the Wookiee from the Clone Wars episode. Holy crap. And then probably made people go back and watch The Gathering and might also have a long run-out sentence. I'm done. Thanks. 
incredible. We would all nail English paper word counts. Uh, Close your margins. therefore, it could be said so forth that perchance... Anyway, uh, Charles... And such as... We all did it. Um, my sentence is as follows. It was better than last week because of Wookiees with lightsabers, but I'm still wondering where are the arcs? Where yeah. are the arcs? I agree completely, mm-hmm. completely. Mm-hmm. There's uh, no flooding going is... on. It's still <laughs> being built. So <laughs> Two Wookiees at a two by two. Um, all right, my sentence is as follows. I agree with Charles. <laughs> that is there you sense. go. Yeah. Easy sentence. It's my favorite sentence in the English language. <laughs> uh, yeah, again, good time. Just, just waiting for something. But I do believe we have a mid-season finale this week, which is going to be two released on oh, Wednesday. That's good to if know I remember correctly. for people oh, getting nice. up in the morning. So double-check <laughs> yeah. that, y'all. I think we get two this week, which, again, the, I will – and this is aside from the one sentences. The two-parters in the animations I feel like are always pretty solid. I feel like we always yeah. get a good, like, boom, boom. So um, let's hope. And we'll get that back to you next week. Yes. But now – Oh, it's time for celebration, guys. It's oh, not that celebration oh. though, because we can't afford to go to that <laughs> this year. Um, it's time to celebrate something more important than Star Wars: us and our perseverance. <laughs> it is episode two hundred of the Living Force. Um, not to put you too much on the spot, Charles. You've been here for all two hundred. Mm. Um, so I want to ask you, man, how uh. How, how does it feel? We, we, we did 100, we did 150, and now we're at 200 episodes still going strong, man. Did you ever think at episode zero, talking about Zaxby's, that uh, <laughs> 200 episodes later we're, we're still doing this thing? Uh, I could have said anything. I could have said anything. <laughs> and, you're uh, that's you're how, stuck with it. Well, but Charles, it also could have been worse, started. though, you know? <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I guess I should be counting my blessings. I like that. I like that point of view. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, it's it's crazy to think back to that moment, to think that we're here recording this episode. But at the same time, when I look at kind of the sum of all the parts, I'm not at all surprised because, I mean, I think we've all formed really genuine friendships here. And, um, you know, I'm not going to be surprised to hit three, four hundred at this point uh, because I just enjoy coming and talking to you guys on Mondays. And if we record it and put it out there and, and people get some joy from that, too, then why not? Love that. I love that. Yeah, I think that I think that episode fifty seemed more unlikely to me than episode two hundred. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> well that's like I'm statistically like true, right? I think Corey has talked yeah, about that on the yeah. show before. Like yeah. ninety only like ninety percent of or no, only like ten percent of podcasts make it to like episode twenty or something crazy. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's kinda like, well, we're not gonna get divorced now. <laughs> like okay. at this point we're just we're gonna, gonna deal with it. Yeah, we're know? gonna work it out. We're going to grow together, and we're going to be thankful about it. We're going to um, sleep in separate rooms, but other than that. <laughs> oh, speaking of thankful, sorry, I meant to mention this earlier. I'm gonna, this is this is quick. Um, I wanted to give a quick thank you to our whole community. Uh, for those who may not know, I have been on the side uh, running a GoFundMe for my dog, Morden. He has some medical bills come up. Um, it, it's all my stuff. But I wanted to say thank you because there's been a lot of people in our community that have been donating to help him out get some surgeries and things like that. So, don't want to make it a huge deal, but I did want to say a very public thank you. Um, it has meant the world to us. Uh, one of his surgeries is now paid for. We're working with cons- 
consultations to do the next ones. Um, but to everyone that has shared, everyone that has donated and stuff, uh, I super appreciate it. So, love you. Thank you so much. We I will you, get Morden. the one-eyed monster on here. Yes. He's downstairs sleeping at the moment, but I will, I will force him up here in a future episode. <laughs> All right. Now, let's dive in. Just some questions from our listeners. We said it could be anything. Anything at all. Um, and I guarantee at least half the people on this have not looked at these questions in the slightest. So. Not a one. Nope. We're going to start uh, with number one. A question from our very own in the chat at the moment, Rocky Zim. Rocky. Uh, the question is this. Sent in two questions. We'll start with the first one. Rocky says, if you were given the choice, serious question. To act, act in, or direct a Star Wars movie, TV show, holiday special, whatever, which would you choose and why? So you can pick one that exists or one that you would like to create from either a book, comic, or a new idea. So, example, Corey could direct or be Corin Horn in the live-action <laughs> iGenai movie TV show. So, Did Rocky write that, or was that you? Ro- no, Ro- oh, no, it was all Rocky. Oh, Rocky. Rocky oh, knows it. <laughs> So, yeah, if you had to act or direct in your own story. <laughs> hey, Corey, welcome. <laughs> Perfect timing. Yeah, that stream elements bot should have kicked you out, but apparently it's not yeah. doing its job. No, he's a mod. He's, he's too powerful. Um, yeah, what are we thinking, y'all? Uh, just top of your head, what project would you want to either create or, or be in? Ooh, it's a tough question. I, I actually, yeah. I think I have a really quick answer to this. I do not think that I would be a great actor, um, although I've never actually attempted it. So who knows? But uh, I would love to create, like, be the person either, maybe not writing, because I also don't think that I have the skill to write a show, but, like, you know, maybe, like, produce or direct um, the show that we are convinced exists about what happens to Ray after episode nine, because I have a lot of ideas for that and I'd like to contribute. <laughs> I love that. Okay. I love that being in charge of the Ray show. I yeah. sign off on that. What else we got fellas? I would say I would like to not produce. I would like to assistant produce. So sit in the back, back in one of these <laughs> chairs and just be like, that, yeah. Hey, that was a good idea. Yeah. Do that. The kind you get of your stuff. name on the credits. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. So either before <laughs> episode one or kind of during episode one, I would like to assist and produce and star if I can in a uh, in a Sifidius origin story. Oh, there you go. Why and where did he get the money to pay for Dang all of drum. these clones? <laughs> Banging the drum for Sifidius. Why did Why did the Geonosians? Oceans. Why did they believe him? Saying, "Yeah, I can pay. My credit's fine." Yeah. They're like, "My All check right. will clear." <laughs> I'm his very credit score. His I'm credit score was really good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Charles, we're putting uh, you in front of the camera, or you're behind it. No one's putting me make? in front of the camera. I don't even like watching myself on this Zoom. Uh, no one needs <laughs> to see that. But I will direct the hell out of a pod racing series on Disney <laughs> yeah. Plus. Yes. I mean, you already have the notes. What, what, exactly, what's the only note you have to it's give? all up here, guys. It's all <laughs> up here. It would be phenomenal. It would be. Uh, it would be the show that Corey likes. What's it called? Drive to Survive. It would be that, but Star Wars. 
I love that. And then you could Charles. put yourself in the next pod racing game that comes out as like a secret I would, unlockable character. I would That's like do so that. hard to do. <laughs> I would be an alien. I'd be like a background alien who crashes like like three seconds into the first race. I would do that. <laughs> That's awesome. Also, Charles, you know what you have to say after every take? Faster, Faster more intense. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. That's the name of the show. Oh my god! Wait, that's yeah. the name of the show. That's that would be phenomenal. Intense. Might be a little too meta, so but I think it works. I think it works. <laughs> Rocky, I live my life a parsec at a time. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I love that. Um, uh, I will say, I would love to be in a show that's like. Um, I'd love to be in the Darth Bane adaptation, just so I can be one of the students. At the Dark Side Academy that tries to fight Bane and just gets his ass kicked. Like, I'm like, I get to fight a little bit, but then just get absolutely demolished. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Oh, you, you yeah. play a great, like, death scene. You're just like, oh, oh. You're, like, pulling out your guts. You're like, oh, oh. <laughs> Yeah, we got to get that TVMA rating. Oh, child locks. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. Which is great. Uh, and then uh, Rocky has one other uh, question. On a slightly lesser note, less serious note, I should say. Not lesser, less serious. He says it's fun. Is ketchup jam or a cereal soup? And I got I to gotta pull the curtain away because no. I did ask Charles this question live when we hung out the other night. And it was a decent conversation. No. Um, no, and I believe my final answer, I focus more on the cereal. My final answer was cereal is not soup because there's both alphabet soup and alphabets, which is cereal. <laughs> What? If they were the same, those would be the same thing. Alphabet I mean, soup logic. is soup. Exactly. Alphabets yes. is what cereal. What an amazing quote, Wes. Exactly. <laughs> so then if, al- soup soup. if soup is I'm cereal just, and cereal this, is soup. I'm working this live. <laughs> Somebody put up the Baby Yoda You're meme. You're going to get there. <laughs> also, I will say ketchup is not jam. Because jam requires solid bits of food or fruit. I thought in that it. was preserves. See, I thought that was jam. Oh. I thought that was preserves as well. Food, so, okay, well then ketchup is 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 vegetable jelly at most. But I think, <laughs> yeah. but oh. I think it's it's just a condiment. But it does have it's sugar in it. Condiment. They all have sugar in it. Not as much in ketchup. Everything the water has sugar so. in it, Wes. <laughs> Jam is that's not a far stretch. Ketchup is jam. Ketchup is the jam, no, dude. Wes, no. <laughs> I do love Wet. We've done 167 podcasts together, and this is who you are. Ketchup is jam. <laughs> here's, okay, here's why ketchup is not jam. Because thank you, Emma. You're you're in college. You're in academia. Yes, exactly. I, I'll write a scientific paper on this for you tomorrow. Um, <laughs> so. Any flavor of jam that you can think of off the top of your head would go really great on a piece of toast, right? But does ketchup go on a piece of toast? I've eaten it on toast. What? No! Wes, what? Wes! When you have ketchup on your plate from the potatoes that were on there and the eggs, and there's a little ketchup there, and you wipe your plate clean with a piece of toast and some ketchup gets on there... That's how you get ketchup on your toast. I've done. I have. You've done it. I have done a lot of things, Wes, that I shouldn't have done, and I don't believe it. Let's go into that. That doesn't mean it was right. Oh, that doesn't mean okay. it was just, and it made a better I world. I don't. Know. I know. I want to waste my food, and I want to get dessert after breakfast. Or God, who does that? All right. Um, <laughs> let us know in the comments. There's, there's debate going on. Such a fascinating um, question. Emma, 
I will now transverse us. Transverse? Traverse? Transition? Transverse. Uh, us to our next one. We got a whole doc of questions. Emma, our guest of honor, uh, go through, pick a question. Uh, get us our next one on our, on our 200th episode here. Yes, yes. Scrolling to the questions. I didn't realize it was in a Google Doc, but here we go. Got okay. It. Got this. Any question? Any question? All right. I've deleted all the ones we had because we do have some some holdover questions from previous episodes. But great. Let's go with um, this one from Cheryl. Cheryl Bell. Love you, Excellent. Cheryl. It was great meeting you at Celebration. Um, and she asks, who is the most underrated character in terms of people's favorites? And why is it Chewbacca? <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's already been picked you for us. What? <laughs> I'm not going to go, oh, the most underrated character is Bill or whatever. Because I think Cheryl makes a great distinction in mm. terms of people's favorites. Right, right, like, right. like the popular characters. And I do think it's Chewbacca. I think you're at, you're legitimately right because Chewbacca, in terms of the main cast, he's always like, thought of like, honestly, after 3PO sometimes. And yeah. Chewie is so competent. Like everything that he does, he does well. He's always there for his friends. He feels emotion, even like Force Awakens. Chewie, his lifelong best buddy, dies. You know what he does? Gets the ship. Mm. He still goes and gets the Falcon to save Rey. And I think that Chewie is just so, oftentimes, like not thought of. I think I think it's racism. I think it's because it's a Wookiee. <laughs> and I think that we're ignoring Wookies. Um, yeah, no, I think Cheryl nailed this. I think that yeah. in terms of the popular faves. Chewie is the most underrated, but I'm, I'm open to others, though. I'm open to others. Well, I think communication is key in that part, because we never know what he says. We may know what he says, but if because he doesn't speak basic, yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah. we would we probably feel a little bit more inclined to have him as one of the favorite characters, yeah. so we know he's, exactly how he's, he's feeling. Basic. Yeah, he's like, just... He's, I like Uggs and pumpkin yeah, spice. He's always just like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. That's how I feel like he always says. And he's just like, I'm fine. That's all I hear. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. You're going to fix it. Up yours, Han. Like, I'm sure he said that a lot. Absolutely said that. <laughs> there was a TikTok I saw the other day that, that showed like, the behind-the-scenes footage. Because Peter Mayhew actually said lines on set. Oh, that's right. Because they added the sounds in later. So there is footage of him, like, saying, saying so to words. That must have been Look so weird. Like, yeah. like, during, especially, like, filming for Empire. Like, after watching the movie, having heard Chewbacca's voice. And then coming back yeah. to set and hearing, like... Hey, I'm Chewbacca. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chewie, what are you doing? What do you know? That's me. I'm Wookiee. <laughs> All right, great. Like, oh I don't know. God, I'm watching this much. Terrible Wookiee. Or it's like Jabba. Jabba was that, um, was that oh, human the Irish that guy. Han yeah, yeah. had to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right, real so talk. Chewie. Real talk. I think, I think I'm going to go to Rogue One for this. And I think I'm going to say K2SO. Mm. I feel like he's a very underrated okay. droid. Yeah. Like when you're talking about the main droids of the saga, I feel like he's pretty underrated. I mean, he brings awesome humor. He's yep. kind of a badass. He just kind of like caught a grenade and then like threw it back at the person <laughs> that threw uh, that threw it to him. So that's, that's pretty great. cool. Um, great moment. And he, and he sacrificed his life for everyone. Spoiler alert. But yeah, wow. I think he's great. <laughs> he Who among us yeah. hasn't? You know, at one point right. or another. Exactly. He is like twelve feet tall, right? He's like super yeah, tall, he's huge. so he has. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he has. A, yeah, he has an appearance. Too. 
I agree that it's a droid. Um, I think, though, that it might be 3PO. That's a good answer. Because we all kind of are conditioned to not appreciate him because literally the characters in the movie don't appreciate him. Like, how often (laughs) is Han or Leia calling him a name or hating on him? And all he ever did was help. 3PO! Yeah. Where can he be? Oh, yeah. listen to them watch you. They're dying. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I think 3PO. And he's one of those through lines that you don't necessarily always think about. But, like, Anthony Daniels and 3PO are always there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And 3PO never missed a celebration. Very key. Yeah. <laughs> every single Star Wars celebration for what that counts. The other thing, too. I mean, 3PO just, like, catastrophizes everything. and I, But I feel like that's that should be very relatable to us in this day. Very 2023 energy. Yeah. 3PO. <laughs> if we're made to suffer, it's a lot in life. <laughs> you know what? Maybe. Maybe, Maybe we are. <laughs> oh, gosh. Awesome. Uh, Charles, that was a good, that was a good take. Uh, what's, our, what's our next question? Take a look at the doc here. Oh, next question. Okay, let me put down my drink that I'm pouring. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. That was my fault. Next question is, well, I'm going to choose this big screenshotted one. Excellent. From Stephanie Mack. Stephanie! And Stephanie says, I want to know what is the most prized thing in each of your Star Wars collections. And I want to know the story behind it. How did you hear about it? Where did you finally get your hands on it? Tell us that story. Oh. That's such a disadvantage because I don't have my stuff with me. So I can't look at it. That's really hard. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. I, I don't think I have a great answer. It's nothing that's here with me, actually, interestingly enough. Probably my most uh, prized Star Wars possessions are at my parents' house still, under my under the, the bed in my childhood bedroom, because that is where I still, to this day, have all of my original Star Wars action figures that I would mm-hmm. play with just to no end. I mean, like, hours and hours and hours and hours. I have a... I have, one in particular that my very first dog chewed the hand off of, and it's still in that box, and I can think of it off the top of my head. Like, I made little home movies with all of these things. I still have in there, because I still use these as uh, as action figures, I have two cake toppers from probably, like, my fifth birthday, something like that, of uh, Luke and Vader fighting each other and you know they're cake toppers because they have the little base on their feet that shouldn't be there but i those are in that box i mean like that box even though i don't have it with me is is super meaningful because it's just nothing but good memories damn that's great i mean who among us doesn't have an action figure with the hands chewed off by your dog (laughs) it was a very star wars-esque thing for her to do honestly i I will uh I will say I'm gonna do a part one and then we will get another one. Uh, my I have one, my Tantivy Lego. Uh, Charlie's mom got for me for Christmas. It was my first big Lego build that started me off on a thing. And then it had my Bail Organa minifigure. It was like the first day I really spent doing that hobby, so that's huge for me. Uh, but I do have two more that I'm gonna get. So Wes, Emma, go go do your thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna walk in my office where all my stuff is. Oh, okay. Um, so. I have a couple as well, but I would say that the the most favorite Star Wars item that I have is the um, medal from 
uh, from episode four that Charles that you gave me for um, I think it was like it wasn't Secret Santa, but it was just for like Christmas or something like two years ago. And that I got, made me I got one for all of you guys. Yeah, Aww. and that really made me feel like a part of the crew. Because now I had a medal like Chewy, and I can hang on to this. But it was it was super cool that you had decided to do that, and I love that thing. I have it up on the top of my bookshelf, um, and I'd wear it, but I want to keep it nice in the box. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I have mine right over there on my door. Hang on. I love that thing. That's so cute. <laughs> um, so this is hard to do from memory, but also it's just hard because I have a lot of things that I love. Like I've got some autographed Funkos that I love and a bunch of like Legos that I love. Um, however, I have narrowed it down in my mind to two. Uh, one of them being this big Star Speeder 1000 playset from Star Tours. That was like one of my like favorite toys as a kid and like you press the button and it makes the do 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 like the um you know door opens and it's just like yeah, i don't you know you had that on cosmic force one time didn't you i think so yeah or, or it was yeah, legends look back one that of up. those two yeah yeah one of those you brought that on yeah i just i love it so much it's i just have such good memories with it um i would say that my most one of my more recent things that i just cherish to no end would be my higher public box set that I got signed by all five of the authors mm. because not only is it like such a cool thing. Yes. <laughs> Was that one of the things you were going to show? I have, I have three things. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> Eric, not, <laughs> Eric. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> that the surrounded yeah, by photos. Yeah, no, this is, it's incredible. But you, but yours is incredible. Mine, mine did not get signed yes. by all of them on here, but you got all the signatures. I went incredible. to celebration. I told myself, Emma, you're not gonna spend $250 on books that you already own. Okay. You're not going to do it. And then I went to celebration store a couple times. And I remember I was in there with Eric and Eric, or no, I was in there with Tim. it was Eric, Eric or Tim. I can't remember well, which one. You were you were there with me when I got mine. That's right. That's like, right. We enabled each other. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, here we go. Yes, yes, yes. That was it. That was it. So then, yeah, I saw you get it, and I was like, oh shoot, like I'm gonna regret this. So um, when I went back with Tim, I decided to get it, and then um, somebody had like the brilliant idea of when uh, a big group of us went to uh, see all five of the authors at the signing, which was also a really great memory. I just have really awesome memories of standing in line with you guys and just hanging out and uh, getting it signed. It's just like such a cool, just a physical embodiment of a memory. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's just really great. Yeah, I love it. Oh, I get so like emotional about our time there. I seriously had like the best time with you guys. It was yeah, great was meeting fun. you all in person. The best. I loved every second of it. Yeah, it was, oh, it was great. Yeah, so the Higher Public Collection is, is definitely one of my favorites um, all together. Uh, Two other ones. Bear with me. They're Funkos, of course. Uh, oh, one that's of my a flex. Funko. <laughs> it is a flex. It's also uh, – so Charlie, my, my loving partner, got this for me. Um, for those that may not know, she gets me a bunch of Funkos every Christmas. It's the 12 days of Funko Miss, and I get to own, open different ones. She has ones, like, hidden in our house, apartment, wherever we are. Um, and this was one of the, the ones that she got – she prides herself on waiting months, years, finding deals and stuff. I'm um, not paying nearly what you'll see them listed at. Uh, but this guy, because of his rarity and the character that I love so much, he's, of course, up there. And then this is a very unique thing I own. It's it's kind of Star Wars collectible, but you'll understand when, when I show you. Um, it is something that friends of mine got me back in, I think, 2017, 18. Um, and this is my custom Eric Utini in my <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what? <laughs> I got... Dude, I don't think I've ever seen my this. Friends, 
ordered this for me. My, if you've watched the Utinis, that suit I always wear. Um, friends of mine commissioned a Funko of me. It's the only, it's the only one I keep in the box in a protector that I own. They put the little, you know, the Utini logo on it, but it's it's got the shoes, it's got the everything. So this is uh, the one of a kind. This is, this is Utini early days. Um, you can tell by the logos, old and things like that. But I've uh, I've cut that with me, and this is my uh, this is like you know the house is on fire. What are you grabbing? This is definitely one of those. <laughs> <laughs> really. Uh, oh man, really that's awesome, about that. dude. Oh god, that's such a good question. Great question, thank you, Stephanie. Wait, good stuff. Um, all right, Wes, take us away. What's next? Okay, I will choose a question from Matt Billington, and Matt says, "Hey, lads." Congrats on the double ton. Star Wars has been a double pioneer like for sound effects since the beginning. What is your favorite Star Wars sound effect? Oh. Also, he says the correct answer right after. He does, that. but I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to yeah, say there it. There is yet. a right answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so I'm not going to say that one. Um, gosh, I think. I'm gonna I'm gonna also be a little cliche though in mine, and I think it's just the the lightsaber ignition sound. That's a mm. good one. That's pretty good. And not not uh not Luke's episode six one where it's like, like it's yeah. you know it's that high, it's that high <laughs> <laughs> but just like your classic lightsaber igniting. I think it's one of the most recognizable sounds in film history. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if you walk to someone and you have a, and you have a cardboard paper tube, doesn't matter how old they are, and you just go. I walked out of my room because for some odd reason, I have fluorescent lights in my closet in my room. Why they put those in there? It's like they had them extra left over. Like, we can put them here. And so they did that. And so I walked out. Were you supposed to install these? Yeah, yeah. but we're in the closet. I don't know. I just put them up. So I walked out with this fluorescent tube, and Bethany was on the couch. She was like, so you're going to fight me with that? And I was just like, uh, she just like, oh, knew exactly so what I was talking about. Some that basher over their head with it. All right, anyways. <laughs> that was pretty great. I'm just kidding. Uh, great comments in the chat, Jared. That new crate Dragon call? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then the, Rocky, new the one? Wilhelm scream. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally, that was my first gut instinct was to say the Wilhelm scream, but I feel like it. I feel like I I shouldn't say it because it's in other movies too, so maybe it doesn't count. I don't know. Um, I think oh, this is hard. There's this one um, ship's gun that I I can't quite place at the moment. It literally might be the Falcon's gun, but I hear it like in my head, like in um. It's uh, like when a you're low, playing, uh, it's a like, low sound? like yeah 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, this guy gets it. Yeah, Guys, we're <laughs> it's like in Battlefront Two, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just it's, uh, it's not. Pew, 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 pew. Yes, I love that one. Just off the top of my head, and without any of the sort of you know popular answers, because obviously lightsabers great, but if yeah, if I had to pick a blaster sound, it would be the Falcon's turrets. Yeah. Oh, Thrawny SWGOH, another favorite is Jabba moving around because they use lasagna. Ew, oh, you're I could have gone my whole life without knowing that, and I would have been fine. That. That's such a good I idea. But I can hear it. Yeah, just. Uh, 
I remember, so. oh man, I remember listening to uh, an episode of Blast Points. I love their podcast. And uh, they were talking about the sounds of Star Wars, you know, and Ben Burt. And I don't remember which sound this was for, but they were talking about how, like, a story ha- has it that they put, uh, was it George's dog, Indiana, in a bathtub? And then the, the noises that he made trying to get out was, like, the sound for something? Like, I, wish I, I wish I remembered what that was stories. for, because it was, like... <laughs> Sad and also kind of iconic yeah. at the same time. <laughs> and also, like the the tie fighters, are like what a wrench hitting a like a telephone wire or something like that. Yeah, something like it's fascinating it's how they do these sounds. Yeah. Seriously, the one thing that yeah. I found incredible was when a zombie's eating somebody, they crack bell peppers with their hands. It's just oh. <gasps> yeah, that's what it's. Ah, this is all gonna be food related. <laughs> <laughs> so the Wilhelm, did the good. Wilhelm scream. Yep. Oh. uh there, there it is. is. Yep. Classic. Uh, and then Rocky slashes Crumb's laugh, of course. Then. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, Love that so one. my pick was R2-D2 scream. That's yeah, that's good a good one. one. I mean, that's, that's that super one. iconic. Yeah. So the one. one that Matt Billington had wanted us to put was the seismic charge that's from Django one. Fett. Did that yep. just play again? Why not? That is is the answer, though. So yeah, it is the seismic charge. So I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can just throw that up here for everybody to listen. Seismic charges. Stand by. Oh my gosh! (laughs) And it's just the silence. The silence before you see that charge go off. You're like, what? What's happening? I have to say that, um, like, doing Geonosis on Star Tours with the seismic charge, I don't think any scene on Star Tours beats that. Like, I legit. Agree. I agree. So good. I didn't get to do So that. good. Uh, no. <laughs> Charles, what do you have? Finish us off with one. I don't know. These are all, these are all amazing answers. I, um, I think what I'm ultimately going to go with, because I, I always go back to this, guys, is... Some of the pod racing sounds from those engines, yeah. they are yeah. they're up there with that exactly, yeah. And how they how they do such a good job of really good at that. how they sound far away, and then as they go by the camera, it sounds a little bit different. It you know like what I mean? Like and it fades by. away like it's the Doppler effect. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. I love yeah, it. your fancy science Damn term good. for that. Yeah. Oh, you know what's another easy one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what's another easy one that just came to me? Just any time a door opens in anything, it's like, shoo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that little sound is fun. How did no one say this? Rocky in the chat. Utini. Oh, Oh, God. That's it. Of course. That is (laughs) the first one. That's the correct one. Yeah. All right. Uh, Next question. I want to take from our friend Elliot, who we met at Celebration. Um, Had a couple questions. We'll do this one first. Throwback in honor of episode 200. And uh, Emma, I do forgive you. Forgive us for this one here. Okay. Uh, what's the funniest memory you all have from the Utini book box days? Oh, I used to get those in the mail. <laughs> okay, well, you, yeah. So as, as receiver, it could have been that. Um, I will say I have one. I don't know if I've ever, I've ever told this story on the podcast. Um, so back in the day. Utini, we had a moment where we started to add a comics box. Wes has talked about the comics box a couple times. You got into the graphic novels, things like that. Mm-hmm. And up until that point, all of Utini had been shipped in these plastic mailers. Because they were cost effective, and Corey, I'm sure, could save like 40 cents or whatever. <laughs> um, so we used these plastic mailers. 
And my my buddy Ian, who was in the chat earlier, he got the comics one. And when he got it, it was like all crinkly and bent. <laughs> and he sent me all these pictures and sent them to Corey. I'm like, dude, what are we doing? <laughs> like, we have, we have an issue. And th- that single text is the reason that the Utini book bags turned into the Utini book boxes. Was a single text uh. of a bent graphic novel. I remember that day being like, oh, God. And then this is my first time I've seen Corey really on a, we have a problem. I'm willing to change everything we do. Um, because he got a single text and Corey was like, we're going to cardboard. Like that day. <laughs> and it was like, if you ever worked alongside Corey, the, the speed at which Corey will totally upend an entire process if there's something more efficient yes. is really incredible. And that for me was hilarious because I had never seen it in action. So it's scary. The it's scary the first time you see my it. Buddy, <laughs> Yeah, I was like, okay, now our entire platform is shifting to boxes <laughs> and custom duct tape. Uh, that was that was a hell of a day for me. So I was part of – that was the reason that I uh, found out about Utini was the book boxes. I loved it. I loved not knowing what was coming to me every month. That was super cool. Um, so I first started getting the books, and then I moved to graphic novels. And so I was awaiting a graphic novel, and it came in a cardboard box – and what had come in my cardboard box, but not a graphic novel. It was the Lando Calrissian adventures, far from a graphic novel. And Wes is like, where are my pictures? The thing about those books is that they were published. Yeah, that's a published book. And they're Star Wars. So that particular Star Wars book was one of the most legendsy legends books that I've ever read. <laughs> and I loved it for it because I was like, I've got more joy out of that book than I did out of any of the graphic novels that I had gotten. And one other funny thing about that was that I got the uh, graphic novel of Thrawn and I read the graphic novel, but I hadn't read the book yet. And then like <laughs> six, six to a year, six months to a year later, I start reading the book. I was like, this seems very familiar. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, hold on a second. So I opened the graphic novel. I was like, this is like Cliff Notes. The graphic novel is like Cliff Notes for the book. So like, I would I would always have trouble like re- remembering what I read the night before. And I'd read like the last page of the chapter I had done. was like, instead, I had the graphic novel on my nightstand. And I would just go through the novel. I was like, all right, this is where I am. And I don't need to, I don't need to go back and read two or three pages. And it was a great Cliff Notes. So that's, a, that's a hack oh, for you, for all, for all you cheaters out yeah. there <laughs> oh speaking of that i do want to say our buddy jared uh just jumped into the chat talking about how zany those lando books are because those are some of the books that jared was working on to finish out his legends quick anniversary episode congratulations uh, because as of this past couple weeks i believe uh jared has read every single book in canon and legends incredible That's every incredible. single one. He read the uh, mind harp of Sharu. Yeah, the very same. Uh, so he's got to be one of the few people on the planet that has yes. accomplished yeah, that. that. Is, so I don't think many people can say that. Bravo! So, absolutely huge. Um, what else we got back well, in those, back in those uh, early book box days? So I have a, a sentimental moment where I uh, got one of the boxes because I subscribed as well, and uh, I have a like a puppy picture the day I brought Coda home and he's curled up next to the book box he's always like look at all this newness i have my book box i have this new dog (laughs) and so i still have that on my phone and it's adorable i think i want to say the solo novelization was in that box i'd have to check the other the other uh 
thing that I remember is when I joined, it was obviously super early, but the whole process had already started in terms of the box stuff or, or, uh, or at least I want to say that it had. And I remember thinking that I had discovered something really crazy and really cool. And I (laughs) found out that there was this old legends book called the last Jedi. And I was like, Oh my God, did you guys know? I like hopped in the slack. There was like four people in there at the time. And I was like, did you guys know there's a book already called like the last Jedi? And I think Corey like texted back like, you know, 15 seconds later. It was like, yeah, we like featured that book last month or something like that. And I was just like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, I also, I also know about that book. So God, just make sure everyone else did. had like seven people and like five to seven people. Yeah. Oh See, God. nowadays that would be very embarrassing, but not that many people knew about it. Um, but now I have so shared you just it with it countless others. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's hilarious. Can I say my funniest thing from you the can absolutely finish this off the funniest part of that era is when i ordered the book boxes but i had only read like the aftermath trilogy those are like the only star wars books i'd yes! ever read but i was like really Team confused aftermath. about stuff and um and then the first box that i was sent had lost stars in it and now i have been with uh, Utini for Lucky. three years. That's the funny part of the story. Is that, that he sent me it. sent me one book. I got hooked, <laughs> and now this is what I do. So here we are. <laughs> That's the funny. God, story. Uh, you got book. lost stars, and I got Lando Calrissian adventures. <laughs> <laughs> and you're both here on episode 200. It just shows, we made it, guys. It just goes to show you, you can start from anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you can. You can. Oh, I love that. Emma, pick it up. What's our next one? What's next yes. Question? Oh, my gosh. That is hilarious. So our next one here. Um, let's do this one from Obi-Wan Kohenobi. Um, and they say, what is something you pretty much... All, uh, can you move your cursor, Eric? <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm in the dark. <laughs> I messed it up. I couldn't okay. see it either. Obi-Wan Kohenobi. It should have been in a Word document. I'm sorry. <laughs> says... <laughs> What is something you pretty much always do or have or have to do while reading uh, that you don't? Sorry. What is something? You got this. Is, <laughs> I have my glasses on. What is something you pretty much always do or have to do while reading that you don't understand or other people don't understand? Yeah. So if you do something and you don't understand it, why other people don't do that? What's the like, unique reading thing you do? Oh. Hmm. Oh, oh, I actually, I have one that's recent, and it's because I've been degrading my brain with TikTok and media. <laughs> um, this is real. And here's the thing. If you're in, like, multiple Slack channels, your ability to read sucks uh, because you're like, something might be happening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So whenever I actually, like, read, when I sit down, I'm like, I'm going to read either a review copy of a Star Wars book or a regular book. I'm just like, I'm going to sit down. I have to put my phone on Do Not Disturb. And I do usually have to put on some kind of lo-fi music. I can't do lyrics. I can't do soundtracks because I now know the soundtracks of Star Wars and things so well. You can see the movie. That if the scene in my head doesn't match the scene on the page, I will dislike the book and start (laughs) thinking of the movie. (laughs) So I can't do that. But I have to have some kind of – because lo-fi kind of like zeroes out my mind and zeroes out the world. 
So I have to do that very specifically, and I have to mute my phone. And other people that are just like reading on like public transit <laughs> with like things going on, I'm like, I, I, I used to. I don't get how you can do yeah. that anymore. I have to be very specific. So that's my brain problem, though. <laughs> yeah. I, I think... Go for it. Go ahead, Emma. Okay. Um, I haven't done this in a while because I've listened to audiobooks um, specifically. But I would, or I do next time, that I have to I pick up a solid, real copy that I can hold tangibly in my hand. Um, I have the audiobook. And the real book in my hand, and it reads it to me as long as Dang it is it, an unabridged version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wes, lucky for you, next next Tuesday on February 14th, the Battle of Jedha scriptbook is coming out from our yes. friends at Penguin Random House Worlds. It not only helps me follow along, but it also helps me like kind of read back while the yeah. scene is going on. I can be like, oh, what did they what did they just say? And I can read back to the scene a couple sentences before to kind of. I guess, confirm what I had heard. And then I can just catch up from there. But I like having somebody read me the book. It's nice. Yeah, It's like yeah. I'm in kindergarten you're, again. Yeah. Did, your, did your parents read you books to go to bed, Wes? Is that like, was that a, a big thing? You know, I don't recall if they ever reading me any books when I went to bed. I think they just told me to go to bed. And it didn't work. Oh, cool. We don't have to dig into that psychologically. I'm sure you're not just trying to reach out for what you missed as a child. We don't worry about that. Charles, what about you? Let's talk about... <laughs> You know, neglect everybody. Oh, <laughs> my God. You know, I was never hugged as a child. No, I had physical affection. Charles? Turns out that's a coping mechanism, I think. <laughs> Turns out. Wes, I was legit going to say the same thing. Uh, I do it's it for different reasons, way. though, because I just cannot stand quietness, but I also can't read with music on. So that creates a dilemma in which I need to then put on the audiobook while I read along with the regular book. The other thing, too, is that, like, you know, being in college with all of these resources, mm-hmm. I have learned that you can get things done three, three times faster when you listen to it on there three it times is. speed. True. So, and, and Jared, you thank you. You can read Kenobi in a day. Yes, thank you, Jared, for shouting that out. God. I did read Kenobi all in one day. I was going to be on Legends Look Back for the roundtable. <laughs> It got to the day, and I'm like, oh, shoot, I haven't started the book yet. So what do I do? I throw it on three times speed, and I made it just in time for the roundtable. So. <laughs> Anytime that Corey ever says, I didn't read the book. Just, <laughs> There's no. no excuse. You can do it three times speed in a day. <laughs> That's oh. so fast. That's yeah. so yeah. fast. No but you shot. liked it, too. You actually <laughs> did enjoy that. Yeah. Initially, I book. was iffy on the book. But after our discussion, which, honestly, this happens to me with every single discussion, whether it's about a comic, a book, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like, my appreciation for it grows, even if I didn't love it initially. Like, now I look back and I'm like, dang, that was a good book. Like, you know, it's just, you know, other yeah. people's opinions just kind of, like, had to kick in. grew my... Yeah, it had to kick in. Right. I, I read yeah. it, like, only, you know, six hours before. Right. Your brain was still trying to comprehend what it heard. Yeah, it was still catching up to the three times speed, so, you know. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, Charles, what, what do you – because you're also, like, you You also roundtable read. Yeah. Obviously not everyone as you, do, as you do, but you are a very specific kind of reader. Yeah, that's, that's where I probably have picked up this weird habit, which I just stopped doing, actually, but I'm going to do it for the next time I do a roundtable. So I had to take notes. I take extensive notes when I read books especially Star Wars books, especially if I was doing the round table, not just for keeping track of everything that happens, but also trying to figure out Easter eggs and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it helped me, I think, retain information a whole lot better, like for our conversations. Because, sure. for instance, 
I've got one week to to remember what happened in the Battle of Jeddah, and I did not take notes. And that's the first time I haven't done that in ages. And I'm kind of like, well, it was on Jeddah, and there was a battle, and that's about where I'm at right now. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, taking notes. But even even before we were doing full on roundtables, I would occasionally put you know like post it notes on pages or things like that with notes. I will not write in the book. I think that's okay. That is unforgivable. That's, that's, that's where the line. unforgivable. I, yeah, I've done that in one book ever. For some reason, when I read Catalyst, I wrote in the book. I don't know why, but I just like maybe it's because it was Luceno and it's like so thick that I had to like just take notes to, to track myself. And now I just bring out the notes app like a civilized person. There you go. Um, I remember being so mad at my like AP English teacher the first time they made me annotate in a book. Like I was like. What are you doing this to me? Like this it's is a, a big day. This is a book. Like I'm not gonna write in this. Are you kidding me? Like I think that's wow. why I write small to this day, because I, like he, he, there was nothing. Like in, just in those regular paperback books, you couldn't fit yeah, anything no in one of those pages. Oh, no, <laughs> absolutely not. One word per line, basically. Yeah. Very solid, though. <laughs> All right, um, let's do let's do a couple more. We got we got a little more time here. Uh, who is it? So Emma did the last one. Wes, are you the next one? Yes. Here? All right. Pick a couple good ones. I know Elliot sent us a bunch. I'll do one couple. from Marky Harish Rowe. Do it. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Okay. Um, so do you think the Jedi Wayseekers were still around during the Clone Wars, and would they have survived Order 66? like this question i think not only because the jedi of episode one and two don't feel too chill <laughs> you know i feel like way seeking was like hey we're gonna give you permission to go off on your own and then at some point between the high republic phase three and the beginning of the clone wars the jedi like lost that privilege they're like all right yeah we trusted you. Like something bad. And some way seeker went off yeah. and got a little crazy. Kiati Mundi had twenty eight kids. And we're like, all right, never mind. <laughs> you you lost your privilege. So I unfortunately think that I, I think the the actual standardized practice of way seekers was over. But I do think that some folks maybe in like the lost twenty that left the order, mm-hmm. I think did so under the guise of what would have been considered a way seeker in the higher public. And maybe those are the folks that are still around. Yeah, that that checks out. I, th- I think you're right. I don't think the prequel Jedi will allow way seekers to keep coming around. Like, I don't think that you could come to the council at the time that Anakin was around and be like, hey, I want to be a way seeker. They'd be like, absolutely not. No. Um, <laughs> not okay. But there are Jedi in the time of... Uh, in the time period that are still alive during the prequels, like Yoda, right? So what if yeah, right. there's some old way seekers that are just still yes. out there seeking ways That's and right. <laughs> they never heard about going back to the temple and they wouldn't have been around clones. So maybe there's a few out there and I do like that thought. That's what I was going to say. Maybe they way seeked way too far. They seeked they, way out they there. Girl too way close out to the there. Sun. All right. They were and way so, searching. They were they, way searching. Up. They way They're on their way back, but they got yeah. close enough to hear what was going on with Order 66, and they 
way seeked back to where they were at. So, <laughs> but so they're still out there though. That means they're still out there. Yeah, so. Right. We can get a spinoff story, you know. So it's Operanthesis, baby. Did he there. finally take that sabbatical? Did he, did he hang it out yeah, there? did he finally get a manicured and just trim them nails? <laughs> oh my God. I think it's possible. I think it's any, possible. Any reason to bring up Team Geriatric over here? That's right. <laughs> That's right. I can't believe we didn't uh, win. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I think maybe there were Wayseekers, but they didn't go by the name Wayseeker, and maybe they're a bit more like secretive about it, you know? Like Maybe yeah. they just kind of like left, you know? Like, like hey, um, I'm heading off on my mission. Peace. And then they just never come back. <laughs> I think it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's possible. Alright, I think we have time for just a couple more. Charles, uh, what do you think? Pick a random one in here. Maybe we got two more. <clears throat> um, let's see. Sorry, I'm just having like a thought here about what Emma just said like there's someone there's someone in in the temple that's just like what happened to Bill he's been gone for like 45 years like yeah all right Has anyone checked up on that guy man he was just going to get some death sticks he said he'd be right back and I don't know what it was death sticks can we raise him on the comm no okay it's the end um, so I'm going to choose one of these from uh, Moonflyer because I like this question here. Uh, you get to ride along with the crew for any one scene in episodes one through nine. What do you pick? Ooh. Any one scene. Yeah. To ride along. Episodes one and I think, through and nine. I think, I think Moonflyer is saying of any... Any movie, right? Because I might yeah. choose one from a, a Star Wars story, not from yeah, I think, episodes I think, I think any, any movie will say. Can I, can I go movie, first? I think I have a good Please. Yes. Please. I would want to be in the astromech slot of Luke's X-Wing. <laughs> so stupid. When he's doing the... Tra- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the tra- well... Tra- <laughs> the tra- make sure it's yeah. very okay. well ventilated. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're you're, you're going to get shot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, true. How you doing back there, Emma? It's <laughs> <laughs> cracking me up so much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, galactic history in the back of that next week. That's pretty good. I have a super easy one. Are you ready? I'm going to be um, in episode two. I'm going to be in the transport going from Coruscant to Naboo because it's just a smooth flight. Yeah. Anakin and Padme, okay. and then you're on vacation. Yeah, that's fair. That's it. That's right. You're playing it safe. You're playing it safe. I'm just gonna sit in there, and then when I was, hey, we're on the beach. Everyone's hot. What a great day. And that's it. I want danger. You want peace. I just want. I'm in my 30s. You're in your 20s. That's the difference. <laughs> oh god. That's where I am. I end up on a Naboo beach. That does sound nice. Man, this is hard. Because mm-hmm. I hard. I would like to say that I want to be on one of the one of the skips from episode nine, just to like, because I like being on a boat, so that's fun. But that's not fun because like how high the waves are, it looks like oh, you're going God, to die. Yeah, um, and then my my second choice is from the same damn movie, and it's light speed skipping, going through all that. Like, what happens to your body yeah. as you're still going yeah. forward and back and forward <laughs> again and back and forward? That would be Back that would be a forward. fun addition to the Millennium <laughs> Falcon ride at Disney. Yeah. So. That would be good. That would oh, be good. Oh, oh my god, I hate to I hate to bring this up, but the Millennium Falcon oh, ride wow. at Disney, and I was the guy on the right. I think I was up and down, and my buddy was the left. Was on the left, yep. to the yeah. left and right, and we were going pretty good for a good like minute and a half, two minutes. And I look over, and he is just oh. oh. Boy. <laughs> 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 
Oh, no. I, was like, I was like, keep it together, man. We only got like 15 oh. seconds. Just hold it in. Funny enough, <laughs> funny enough that Stop. also happened on on the time that, not to me, but um, uh, I was with my dad and Corey and Kate, and Kate was my co-pilot, and she was going to be sick. Like, I was like, Kate, hold it together. <laughs> oh, bless Should you. Should have bypassed the compressor. Run. I do not do well. Oh, All right, so Wes God. is light speed skipping and making himself sick. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Charles, where are you headed? I would be stowed away with Obi-Wan on Padme's ship when she goes to Mustafar. So that I could wow. be at the top of the ramp also behind Obi-Wan with my hands <laughs> on my hips power stance. Yes. And then like Obi-Wan and Anakin could be talking and you know every time Obi-Wan said something cool, you know, only a Sith deals in absolutes. I could stuff would be like, "Yeah. You tell him Obi-Wan. <laughs> You're a hype man." I'm yeah, man. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Dude, like, who's this guy? <laughs> We're missing a crucial part of that. Then when they go fight, Charles, you can administer medical attention to Padme. Like, <laughs> yeah. She's right there. As someone should have, yes. Yeah, she did just kind of get left behind, didn't she? Yeah. It's like, it's like wouldn't you think that C-3PO would have some medical training? Like, geez. <laughs> He We're was probably her. too busy calculating the odds she was going to die. Right. Which were high. <laughs> Took, up all, high. Took up all his processing power. <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, let's bring it home here with a question from Elliot. Uh, I think a very fitting one to end our 200th episode on. Uh, what is your favorite Living Force episode from the last 200? Tall order. So many. Of course, I'm blanking on all of them. Right. <laughs> I just can't remember a single one. I know Charles and I's favorite episode, and it was very recent. Oh, what? I love that episode. Oh, that was so much was fun. Probably got rid of us losers. Yeah. Dead or not. Dead or not. That is one of the few episodes I know by name. So it is up there. Uh, I think um, I think for me, it was probably like the episode we did after the Asheville trip. The Asheville documentary. Yeah. We kind of got yeah. to reminisce on that, and um, and that was probably one of the most special things for me personally that we've done with this podcast. So that's probably the one I'll choose. Love that one. I think I'll choose um, the very first one I was on. Um, I think yeah. it was called like Medicine and Star Wars or something. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. We should do a part two to that someday because we, we barely scratched the surface. But yeah. that was like the first ever podcast I had ever been on, period. And I feel like that started just so much stuff, like good stuff. And uh, uh, such good memories. But also, I mean, I do have fond memories of episode zero. Like I, I've been waiting for a good moment to tell wow. this story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, go for it. So I listened to episode zero during my hour and 15 minute drive to my first day of college um, because like I, I needed something to listen to. I was like super nervous. I've, I'd never been away from home and suddenly like I'm in a dorm and like driving to school and I was like, damn, these guys are cool. Like just it sounds like I'm just listening to my friends chat and little did I know like we would become friends in real life. It just it feels so like kind of amazing to look back on it. I have really great memories of that. That's awesome. That's yeah, really cool. yeah. that. Um, I'm going to say we did um, a, we did an episode across the podcast network about different planets that we were going to oh, visit. Yeah. 
and, uh, and we did the green screen. we Enjoy. got croissant <laughs> there was no green screen i went to these places oh my bad, my so bad. i went i Come went to now. four or five different places on croissant and i took the whole crew with me on my <laughs> yep. journey because i got i had strategically put these cameras in spots where he was able to see me especially <laughs> especially this one shot where i was like this big in the camera scene and eric's like i can't believe you got the camera way up there Wes. and i was like all right eric thanks for playing along but that was really fun to we could figure out just different kinds of things to do with tech and cameras and and what obs can actually do with 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 scenes so i thought that was so incredibly fun it was yeah it was a good it was a good test run we might have something to do you were in the Jedi Temple, and there was just like monk music like playing in the background. That was not Star Wars. I love it. The closest I could get to not being like demonetized because of the yeah because of a copyright. Just like Tibetan monk chanting was happening. That was just I was trying to find one with like a didgeridoo or one of those like long horns. It was just like. Anyways, that was a great time. So I hope to do that again. That was fun. <laughs> that was great. I want to give an honorable mention to uh, every draft episode. I yes. also love Stephanie talking about the High Republic draft episode is great. Um, all those were fun. I think for me, one I was like one of my favorites because they're all my favorites. But I think one that I always they're remember is our our first our first Utini's episode. Uh, yeah, was wild because I remember getting done with it and having the moment of like, it worked. Wow! Like, it, that was kind of the moment. It was most folks we'd ever had watching, the most production we'd had, the most, like, spinning plates. Like, every, everything that had to go right went right, and it was just such a fun celebration of the year. And, and, and it was just a, one of the things that I'm like, we do this show, and it's fun every week, but this one we put in so much extra stuff, and we really tried to see what we could do if we all put the whole team together, and it just worked. And it was, again, like we said earlier, one of those early episodes where I realized, okay, we're just going to do this thing until we die. At this point, like we're we're going to keep going. We we are capable of this. Great, can't wait to do it again next year. And that's still one of my favorite episodes every year. So mm. the first Utini's are always going to be special to me. But my favorite episode is actually <laughs> the next one, and not two hundred one. I mean the next one because every week we can always be better next week. And I'm so excited. Thank you all. For 200 episodes of The Living Force, we love doing this. It's my favorite night of the week, uh, and it will continue to be. We're going to keep going. Again, next week, we're hitting Battle of Jedha. Wes's first lead roundtable. Can't wait for that. Before we get out of here, though, i got to say a special thank you to Emma for joining us the last two weeks. Always love having you on the show. Thank you guys um, for having me. Thank you, Anytime. Emma. Anytime. Yeah, thank Stay you, Emma. warm. Thank you. I'm Put the helmet on when you're going to class. I don't know. Just like <laughs> cover everything. Be be, yeah. be safe. Um, Thank you guys. And, and seriously, congratulations there. on 200. Like it has been such an honor. Like joining you guys. Even though I've been on like a very tiny fraction of the you know total so Living Force episodes. Seriously, it's always been just such a blast, and I always look forward to it. I love you guys. Love you. Love having you as part of this family. It's so fun. Um, and again, one thing to remember is that. Uh, Everyone root against the Eagles next week. (laughs) I had to get it in there. (laughs) Until then, we will see you next week for episode 201. But that will do it. 
for this week's episode of The Living Forest. If you support us on Patreon, thank you so much for your support. Go listen to MCU Teeny. Get ready for new episodes of The Ghost Crew come out. And wish, wish Chris a happy birthday as well. A special thank you to Brian Julie, Earl Q, Robert Thomas, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council. And James T, Elizabeth Cloutier, Ashley Ingalls, Chris Carrizo, and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Eric Eilerson, Charles Zetsy Hankel, Wes is at Boss West, Emma is at Irma Jedi 26, the show is at Living Force Pod, and Corey will be back next week and get his handle back. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire, and Wes, our producer and community manager. Thank you to Charles, Wes, and Emma for potting with me tonight. Thanks to all of you for 200 episodes of TLF. Until next time, may the Force be with you. There is no hatred, there is joy. There is no division, there is union. There is no apathy, there is passion. There is no gatekeeping, there is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like-minded fans at utini.com. And remember... The Force will be with you, always.